Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. Come sit with us on the sofa, dear listener. Snuggle in. Here's a comfy cushion for your back. Here's a hot water bottle and a cup of tea and a nice piece of cake. And let's begin. So a bit of more of a fun topic today. Not going to talk about the co- the economy in the UK because that's just way too depressing. So <laughs> something more fun instead: the zombie apocalypse, which I'm yeah. sure we will all be visiting shortly if things carry on how they are. Oh, yeah. So we are watching The Walking Dead again, probably for about the fifth time now. And every time we watch it, we see new things in it. Um, it it's kind. Of, it's, I mean, you know. It is what it is, but there's it does it does tackle quite a lot of very interesting things, depending on how you want to watch it. I would recommend watch it the first time, all eleven seasons, just for fun, good good zombie fun, and then watch it again and be more aware of uh, the people and the groups and the idea of like them and us and all the different ways that different groups try to create a new society and how they're going to relate to each other, how they're going to relate to uh, other groups and their children and how they have to examine themselves in a way which we don't have to quite so much in our society at the moment. But it occurred to me the other day a really good way to watch The Walking Dead is by bearing in mind the famous Socratic question of how should life be lived. So Socrates is known for like, many things, but uh, this, this his method of questioning was particularly potent. And one of his big questions was how should life be lived? Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that practically in every episode of the walking dead if you look if you're viewing it with this in mind they they are trying to tackle this question yeah. and explore this question uh, yeah. all all the time so yeah um so let's begin with uh just in just in case you don't know who socrates is a little bit of background about him or socrates as he was called in bill and ted's excellent adventure <laughs> by our two friends there yeah so Let's so, have a little go. So who, 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 who was Socrates and what, what was he about then? Right, well, Socrates is a character uh, who seems to have been a real person and who is a prime actor in Plato's uh, writings, which there are quite a lot, quite a large corpus, has come down to us. And uh, not always, but mostly, so- Socrates is the, ch- the chief protagonist. And it seems he was a, a, a real person and a, 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 of an older generation to Plato. Plato's guru, you might say. Uh, the person of Socrates, from what we know, is he was uh, well known in, in his native Athens uh, as a wise man. And as uh, sometimes the gadfly of Athens, because he would he would <laughs> pester everybody and, and try and figure out what it was that they believed. Whilst drinking a lot of wine, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, uh, uh, wine. Yes, wine figures. Uh, in fact, Plato wrote a dialogue. Uh, 
which is situated in a drinking party, which is called the symposium. Now it's quite interesting. <laughs> the word symposium actually means party. it means a piss up. Yeah. But uh, in modern in the modern world, it means like a very grave kind of. Uh, convention or, or, or conference amongst kind of senior medics to talk about glioblastoma or something. That's a symposium, you know, but it, it means piss up. <laughs> so, so, yeah, wine figures, uh, intoxication figures, in, uh, indeed, in, in, the, in the platonic oeuvre, just as much as it does in, uh, in The Walking Dead. Oh, I mean, I'm most, mostly, but not exclusively, really, focusing on The Republic, you know, and uh, this this is the the middle period Platonic dialogue in which Socrates does ask this primordial question. You know, is how, how should life be lived? And uh, it, it's a question that's persisted d- down the ages, and you could say it, it lies at the bottom of political philosophy. And in in The Walking Dead, you can see how should life be lived. The question is posed by the situation. And the situation is that humanity is thrown right back to its begin to its beginnings to a, a sort of blank canvas by a pandemic that kills every that kills lots of people, and but they come back as as, as zombies over these mindless uh, creatures with very little brain activity, but enough brain activity to seek out living human beings to kill them and, and eat them and turn them into zombies in the process if they're not actually completely dismembered. Uh, the only way of killing them is to kill the brain, so they have to be stabbed in the head. So there's a lot of head stabbing in this, this thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, Spoiler whether, alert. <laughs> whether, that, whether that's a reflection on, on, uh, on Hollywood aesthetics or not, I don't know. You know, or the American psyche. We'll leave that to you. So... It's a device to to throw human beings back on on the most basic resources, yeah. and this is a common device in in, in political philosophies to imagine a state of nature. Right, a state of nature is like humanity, humanity has just emerged from from its its pre its pre human phase, either because God created it or evolution reached such a point that we can now speak to each other and organise and do humans, typically human shit, right? So, it, it, but so uh, and Socrates is doing a similar thing in the Republic because what he's trying to do, he's trying to, get, he's trying to start from scratch. I mean, if there is a feature of philosophy of all sorts, whether it's ethical philosophy, political philosophy, epistemology, Metaphysics, any of these things, they all have got this one thing in common. It's an attempt to start from scratch, to get down to the basic question, to, to sort of cast aside our everyday assumptions for a little while and see, see what it looks If we just start from the most basic beginnings, and, and, and there's loads of that in philosophy and in all branches of philosophy. If anything was going to characterise it, maybe that is it. Socrates, of course, does this. I mean, it's an excellent device to, to springboard e- this idea, definitely. It, it, it's an excellent device, you know, it's an excellent device. But, of course, you've got it in Hobbes, you know, in the state of nature, life is nasty, brutish and short, therefore we develop government to moderate, mitigate, control the, the inhumanity of man against man. Right, Hobbes. Locke, John Locke. Again, he imagines a state of nature. He tries to imagine how society emerged out of a, a kind of formless anarchy. 
And for him, it was people people settled and worked the land and maybe they planted some trees. Then they would protect those trees and they'd have a sense of ownership of those trees. And hence the notion of private property would arise and out of that, the notion of society. That's one story, you know, that's another one. It's a bit different from us. It's Rousseau's story is that, that humanity started out all, all very lovely and loving and communistic and then got corrupted. This is the opposite story from Hobbes's. Hobbes's is that we're evil and have to be moderated and mitigated. This is why, this is why um, conservatives like Hobbes. Because as our, friends, uh, as, yeah. as our friend What's-His-Face said uh, in the conference, the Nazi conference that we reported, you know, Toryism's not, not, not a quite, it's a slightly gloomy philosophy, and it does, I think, overall t- take a, a dark view of human nature. Um, uh, but Rousseau, the opposite, you know, we're all good, but we're fallen. And of course, Christianity, the fall of man, Adam and Eve are perfect, but they disobey God. They use their free will to disobey God and they become fallen. And and then there's the whole business then of building up society. I mean, even, you know, the first part of the of, of the, 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 the Jewish Christian Bible, the so-called Old Testament, is again, talks about like the, the starting point. The back to basics, the tabula rasa, the the, the clean slate, you know. So the, the, this is a, a move in political philosophy that that, that, that Socrates uh, makes and encourages political philosophers thereafter for the next two two thousand years to make. Oh, just some dates here. According to Google, Socrates was around between four six nine and three nine nine before the common era, just so you know, we uh, this is pre, pre-Christian, by a few centuries. So what's so special about this question, how should life be lived? It's a good question, very timeless. It's a timeless question, and as I say, you know, like a formative question that just goes right the way down through our philosophical and political traditions. I think to answer this question, you need to take a very brief look at the Republic, at Plato's Republic. And, and the Republic is concerned with arriving at a picture of, of what Socrates called the just city or the just state. And uh, it's a funny use of the word just there, translating a Greek word that's probably got no precise equivalent, but it tends to be translated as just. But it's got a sense of efficiency as well. You know, Socrates is trying to imagine a utopia, basically. Yeah, he's trying to adjust cities, like a kind of a utopia. And and, um, people are all treated fairly and, you know, there's there's all all those kind of considerations. But at the same time, in uh, in a just city, it would also be very efficient at supplying goods. And... Uh, and services to the people, uh, just in that sense, because it's, it's got like a, a funny sense of like efficiency, efficiency. And uh, the way Plato does this is that he quizzes a collection of his admirers, of y- young men. He's one of these. He's an older guy that influences the young men, and they're young aristocrats, because these are the people with the the say so in in, uh, in 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 the Athens of Socrates' day. And, and he does it, he, 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 he attempts to paint this picture of the just city or the just state through a process of dialectic, right? Now, dialectic is a non-competitive, open-ended question and answer conversation. 
In other words, he asks them a load of leading and awkward questions. And, and this is his whole thing. He, he, he claims not to know anything, Socrates himself says, well, I don't know. He says, don't ask me, I don't know. I'm just asking you. And, and the questions he asks them are very interesting because he asks them what they desire for the good life. What do we need to have a good human life? I mean, these are the questions. These are the fucking questions, aren't they? You know. Yeah. And it's in every the, every episode of The but, Walking Dead, isn't but it? But the result, yeah. the result is absolutely le, le fantastic. Uh, uh, the the way Socrates leads the young men through the questioning, and he does seem he's being perfectly reasonable. It's a little bit faux naive, you know, a little bit mischievous. He is a gadfly after all. <laughs> But he leads he, he leads them into 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 imagining a society of very of really sort of quite great complexity and also that's very very repressive. Yeah, and in fact, it's a society in which no one in their right mind would want to live. Now, somebody like Karl Popper said this proves that Plato was a fascist. He wanted to produce this absolute this police state, basically, where where people are just governed by propaganda. Because the way the questioning leads is to what's basically a kind of a fascist police state. The utopia that their desire leads to is a police state. Yeah, I think it's, I think the whole thing is is to point to that. It's to point it's, to it's that. To yeah. say that this yeah. is shit. Yeah. Look, well, what yeah. you desire here and trying yeah. to trying to make these things happen is yeah. is shit. But, but as I say, yeah. some some somebody, somebody like Karl, Karl Popper drew upon it as evidence for, for Plato's fascism. Other commentators, I think somebody like T.H. Green at the turn of the 20th century, uh, thought, well, no, actually, actually, Socrates is just being ironic and he's pointing out to them, to the young men, where their desire will lead. Yeah. If it, it's like completely... The consequences of consuming these particular yeah. things is well, it, 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 getting them to think about it. Yeah, and it becomes like a kind of a, a, of a consumerist society that, 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 that through the consumerism, the unbridled consumerism has to become fascist. Yeah. And I kind of we kind of live we live in such a society, I would say. You know, and it's also a society in which people have to be kept in the dark. The rulers tell don't tell people the people the truth as a policy. They tell them what is called noble lies. <laughs> the best you have to we're gonna to lie to them, we'll tell them noble lies, which is for their own good. Yeah. You know? Come on, I mean, the resonances are just I like... I know, or the not-so-noble lies, yeah, <laughs> really, well, is yeah, well, what we are uh, now. My lies are, my lies are always noble, <laughs> your, li your lies are always base, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, for instance, I mean, just for instance, they're saying, well, you know, well, well Socrates goes along the lines, well, what do we need, you know, he says, well, first... Socrates himself, this proves, I think, that he's being ironic, really, because Socrates himself said, I'd just like to live in a village... Where we do a bit of simple farming, we've got some beans and some olive oil, and we get we manage to make a bit of feta. And we we work quite hard, but not that hard. And and I enjoy my evening sitting on the back porch, watching the grandchildren play in the dust, you know, and 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 and, and eating the ouzo, you know. And it, it, and, and the, the young aristocrats are appalled because he because he's like a <laughs> he's like a green fundamentalist, you know. Yeah. Saying it's the city of pigs. And it's the city of pigs. I mean, you would want to live a life like that. And Socrates says, "Well, me says that's all I. That's what I. That, that if Ben is you're interested, that would be my personal choice." So I think he's being ironic, and not really recommending recommending the fascist 
republic that emerges from the questioning. Absolutely. But you might say, well, how does it emerge from the questioning? And I'll say, for instance, you know, the young men say, well, we, we can't live on olive oil, beans and feta. We want some relish. What? No relish. And, uh, and Socrates says, oh, well, okay, Glaucon, you can have some relish. Relish, actually, apparently, a scholar of Greek told me, actually means meat. Mm. So it was like the, the, the end of the world started with meat eating, according to that guy. But who knows what relish meant? But you can see they yeah. wanted more intense flavours. Yeah. And they say, well, what about a bit, bit of fine wine to wash it down with on a Friday night? She says, okay, we'll have some wine. She says, but if you can have wine, you're going to have to have importers, aren't you? You're going to have to have a merchant fleet. And they say, oh, yeah. Oh, well, we can organise a merchant fleet. And then Socrates says, yeah, yeah, got your merchant fleet. You can fetch the wine in from North Africa and Turkey and stuff. Great. He says, but yeah, what about pirates? And of course there are pirates. You know, and, and they say, oh yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get a navy. So, so before, before they know where they are, they've got like a complete <laughs> military-industrial complex. Oh, no, like they're you know, like, because like they want to, to, to <laughs> You know, so, so yeah. it's, it's a cunning device in which, in, in which desire... Uh, it's pers- uh, you know it's the path of de- the the path of desire where it leads on 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 mass you know and, it, and then it's a thought experiment it's a little bit of science fiction of its own you know it's a little bit of fictional entertainment of its day doing the same uh, having the same fun questioning fun as, as walking dead is doing today yeah even though uh, I, would, I would say it's, it, you know walking dead's it, it's kind of rambly as is the republic and it's got lots of continuity because it runs for, I don't know, 100 episodes. Epi- it's 11 seasons long. Oh, no, and how many? There's 20 yeah, episodes many, or something. Many, many, you know, episodes. Two, 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 there's 200 hours of, of, um, of, of fictional thing. Yeah. It? It's a bit messy, a bit rambly, but it's, on the whole, it's, it's not bad characters and the acting and stuff. And, and, and obviously, the, the, the special effects and the prosthetics and all this kind of stuff, it's. Uh, it, it's it, it, it's a huge, it's a huge labour, you know. Yeah, I mean, but they do really explore mm. extremely different uh, ways to answer this question, like they, very, they, very different. They do, yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and what they, what it does, it does rehearse, put the, the subsequent political philosophy, which Whitehead, Alfred North Whitehead, <laughs> and others have, uh, have described as footnotes to Plato. You know, somebody said to, said to Whitehead, what is Western philosophy? He said, footnotes to Plato. It's kind of true. We're, st- we're still kind of hovering his universe, you know. And, and of course, Socrates is the, the main man in the pl- pl- platonic um, collection of stories. And I mean, it's interesting that this philosophical writing are actually dialogues. They're like little plays, conversations. They're not, they're not uh, treatises like as later became their philosophical mode, you know, like the critique of pure reason, you know. You know, or these quasi-mathematical things like like Spinoza's work, or like the Tractatus Logico Philosophicus, or whatever. You know, uh, very interesting. Just that, that that they are in fact like fictional works. They works of fiction as well. So, if you could, you could say in many ways the Republic is an exploration of the nature and consequences of desire. Yeah. But desire is thrown into its kind of raw state by, by an apocalypse in, in The Walking Dead. People have got to start from scratch. They have to build a society. So they have to prioritise. So they're doing exactly what uh, Plato is trying to get his young aristocrats to do through his questioning, 
your dialectical questioning process. And people have to sit there and say, what do we prioritise? Well, first of all, we've got to survive. Suddenly humanity is thrown into a world in which necessity, use that economic term, necessity, you know, the things that we need to stay alive and perhaps after that to existentially cohere and persist as a group, as a community, as a society, as a city. Yeah. We, as a we, as a, as a, as a feeling of a, of a belonging to some kind of organised group. So what we, we've organised our group after the apocalypse. What are we going to do? How are we going to live? Are we going to have a leader? Are we going to vote? Or are we going to have a king? Or is it going to be the strongman rules? Because we've gone back to scratch. Are we, are we now back to a sort of Darwinian um, primal horde scenario? You know, whether it's just only like the alpha male will rise to the top because he can kind of beat the others in physical combat and thereby control the women. Yeah, and we have this in the figure of Negan, you know, who's this kind of um, Darwinian strong, strong man, you know, yeah, survival. We've also got a, a female alpha in the, the case of the Whisperers yeah. as well, who, which who actually, takes a different tack. Yeah, I mean, in that, the difference between the two is that the, the Negan character behaves like the strong man, dominates through violence the other men around him. Um, uh, uh, takes unto himself, arrogates, un uh, takes unto himself the access to the women for se for sexual gratification and reproduction, more or less, you know, and uh, is violently punitive, as per fascism, of anybody who opposes him, you know, and he will only be opposed if he's if he's deposed by violence. Sim similar scenario, but he, his idea is that. He has been thrown into this situation. It turned out he'd got the biggest balls, as he calls it. <laughs> and yes. so he, play, he, play, he plays yeah. the role he kind of feels he has no choice. And the way he puts it is there have to be rules. If there are no rules, everything falls apart. And maybe he was right. Uh, maybe in that kind of situation, that is what would work to keep survival going. You know, other people in the story, other people do different things and they... They succeed uh, where he fails, but he succeeds where they fail in other aspects, you know? Yeah. Now, the, 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 the Whisperers, who also run a similar thing, have an alpha female in charge, again, ruled by violence, who, in this case, actively believes in the Darwinian survival of the fittest and that that is now the situation. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty weird. They've gone very yeah. weird, these people. They've gone very weird. Yeah, weird. what they've done is they started off with a very sensible idea. Spoiler alert, stop now if you really want to watch The Walking Dead and not want to know kind of anything that happens. Yeah. But if you cover yourself in um, uh, uh, war, like zombie goo, so you cut one open and slather yourself in the goo, cover yourself in the giblets, you can walk amongst them, and as long as you're walking in the same way that they walk and acting in the same way that they walk they can't detect that you're alive and they'll just leave you alone so it, it, you you can you can be safe so it's a sensible idea so they the alpha of the whisperers she starts doing this with her daughter and finds that it's, you know very sensible things safe so but she takes this you know this 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 happens so often with so many things a sensible idea that has some merit 
it's taken far, far, far too far. Yeah. <laughs> Where she said, no, we must be like the dead now. We yeah. must roam like them. And, yeah. uh, you know, if you make a noise, you'd kind of deserve to die because the, the dead don't mm. don't speak. And oh, it's just, they, they're just all, they just sends them off into insanity, really. Yeah. And they're just living in this completely yeah. crazy way. And the, the, the interesting thing about that group is they have no ambition beyond, collective ambition beyond survival. No. And maintain it, and therefore maintaining their kind of very, very tight structure, yeah, which can only be deposed by, you, you know, violence. Yeah, but she has a very different method of a control through violence than Negan does, because uh, she controls a massive herd of zombies because the because the whisperers can they, they actually wear sort of masks made out of zombie faces as well so they so they look you can't tell them apart at a glance from uh, the, the 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 humans sort of wearing the zombie suits and the zombies which is a big problem for the, the living people but um they they walk amongst the big big herder like literally it's like thousands and thousands of them and they can control and direct them where they go so um, I'm not sure which character it was. I think um, Michonne was describing describing um, Alpha as having a nuclear bomb, basically. Yeah. It's like a huge destructive yeah. force, more than anything else that's yeah. around at that time, yeah. where if she uh, unleashes it on their communities, they'd probably be destroyed because yeah. there's so many, many thousands yeah. of, of zombies in this herd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yet internally... Alpha could be replaced if somebody defeated her in combat. Yeah, and she does within, get challenged sometimes. Within, within yeah. the, the, the herd, and at yeah. that level, it's, it's, it's thought to be a pure Darwinian survival of the fitness. Vis a vis its relationship to the rest of the world and the other communities that are emerging using different ideas. She's got the nuke. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, she's got the nuke. I mean, of course, as I, as I said, you know, in the Republic, the whole, the whole thing quickly gravitates towards a military industrial complex comes like Sparta, you know, uh, where militarism is, is 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 the prime raison d'etre of the society as a whole. But it gets there through wanting some luxuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now, I mean, so this trajectory of desire in 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 uh, in the Walking Dead. It does come down to people wanting a to survive, you know, the necessity. But then, once necessity has been sorted out, which which various groups do by scavenging, by 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 taking up uh, uh, farming, agriculture, uh, uh, mixed with with hunting, you know. Um, I mean, they've, they've built a, a windmill in Alexandria by now and they're breeding their own horses yeah, for and, transport. Yeah, and, and people finding finding old solar panels so they can get electricity and water yeah. water mills. And, yeah. and it's partly from scavenging off the old society and, and cannibalising the remains of the old civilization, uh, uh, mixed with trying to make new starts, you know. So it's not a completely new start. It's not a complete tabula rasa. It's not a complete new beginning. But it's it's enough of one. Yeah. For this, this is the important part for necessity to just shoot right the way up, up the, uh, up the agenda. We've got to survive first. 
you know, and it, first of all, it'll be me. Then it'll be my family and my friends. Or am I like, uh, and then altruism comes in. I will lay my life down for my family and my friends. But I'll, 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 I will overcome my um, 21st century scruples around violence and actually just, without hesitation, kill anybody who threatens them straight away. You know, there's like, there's the threshold of violence changes, of what is acceptable violence changes. Uh, as necessity suddenly rises up the agenda. And of course we, we, we have the spectacle of people thrown into a state in which, in, uh, into which necessity is the main consideration of life. Right? How should life be lived? We survive. That's the answer to that question in that situation. Yeah. Um, but some of the groups then manage to deal with necessity in a routinized way with division of labor and social organization and maybe elections or or maybe somebody everybody trusts who takes the big executive decisions and they become a society organized and um, therefore they produce a surplus right and and therefore necessity stops being so important so the next consideration becomes well what do we do now with the excess what do we do with the, the 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 surplus? What are our priorities for spending the surplus? And some of them, you see them that they're, they're having they're having children, or they're trying to develop their medical centre. There might be one doctor survived in a community of a hundred people. You know, very often a common a common a common feature uh, uh, in in the Walking Dead is that a strong man emerges. Some are more or less benevolent, like or a the, strong woman. Or a strong woman, like yeah. the, king, the, the king, you know. Yeah, yeah and he's, the he's, he's, be, be, he's benevolent. Yeah. But Negan, a, a, strong, a strong man, and he's a, he's a fascist, more or less. He's a sort of pragmatic fascist, you know, and, and will bash somebody's brains out to make an example of him, you know, in order to maintain his iron rule through fear. Yeah. So all of this, all of this gets considered, all of this gets, gets considered, but it boils down to this, this question, how is life to be lived how should life be lived now it's, as we said earlier what's so special about this question and I didn't actually get round to mentioning what is really really special about this question and what is really special about this question is that it's got, this, it's got a dual nature because when I say to you well how should life be lived you could take that as meaning how should I personally me organise my life within the degrees of freedom that I have in my particular society and with the resources available to me that are made available to me by my particular society. How should, how should, I, live, how should I live life? What does it mean for personal conduct, personal morality, character? What does it mean for character? What kind of a character should I cultivate myself to be? could mean that. In other words, it has an individual aspect. But the other thing, of course, and, and Socrates is talking about this a lot of the time, is how do we organise society? So what, what idea of the good life do, do we have that we use to inform and structure our society? You know, should it be structured and designed so it makes sure everybody has lots of, lots of really, really nice food? Or should it be structured that they have loads and loads of career opportunities? Should it be structured that only a special elite get the goods of society and the rest the rest are more or less slaves and, and are only entitled to survive? Well, like our society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it a class society? Is it an egalitarian society? How does it value equality? A lot or a little. How does it value freedom? A lot or a little. 
So those questions come 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 into play the minute necessity has been dealt with, and human societies are actually pretty pretty ad- adept at dealing with necessity, though not very consistently. You know, we do get famines, we get disasters, we get breakdowns of social organisation historically. We get huge examples of social organisation: the British Empire, the Roman Empire. The American Empire. These are huge uh, feats of organisation that nevertheless fail and fail periodically. There are all of these things to consider as well, you know. So anyway, the question: individual and collective aspects. And I think I think uh, the Republic does do that. He's very he's very concerned. Uh, I think with the character of, of people, with their truthfulness and so on. And elsewhere in Plato's work. Socrates has a great concern for character, you know, for human character. Because a part of a part of this question, how should life be lived? Even if you ask it collectively, you ask, well, what should the citizen be like? What kind of education do we need to produce that kind of citizen? What kind of employment do do, do the citizens need to be engaged in in order to produce that kind of character? So there's a sense of an ideal character that, that haunts all of this. Now in The Walking Dead you see this, because every it, it, it runs for hundreds of hours, you know, it's, it, what is it, was it 11 series, 20 episodes, I don't know, whatever it is, very, there's a lot of material there. So there's a lot of work on, on, on the character arc, as, as Hollywood types would say, yeah. and the getting of wisdom of the characters, and their fluctuations, you know. When they're times of discouragement, they're times of encouragement. And the fact that everybody is battling with their sanity in this situation that's so horrible. Yeah. You know, there's a kind of a post apocalyptic world, which is the clean slate that gives the writers the the room to indulge the the question, the Socratic question. They do do this very well. I mean, some of the characters are there like all the way through from the first Mm. episode to the last and you just see them go through so much and sometimes they have to go off and sort of be on their own for a while just to sort of handle all the shit that they've been through and then they come back and they're they're different. But I I think the the series handles the character development very, very well and partly because they've got so much time to do it in. But certainly the characters that are either in it for quite a long time or all the way through, they they drastically change. But when I first watched The Walking Dead, I watched the first episode and didn't like it. I thought, oh God, the kind of the female characters are pathetic. This is just going to be a big boys' game, isn't it? Mm. And uh, I I thought, ah, oh. but but they'd done that so that they were giving the female characters an incredible uh, scope to change and grow and. Uh, kind of practically run the show really by by season 11 um so i per- persevered with it and i was glad because they 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 really they really do a lot with the female characters okay, which yeah. it's one of the reasons why i like it so much yeah so yeah there's a kind of a getting the wisdom of the characters isn't there you know it's it's uh, sort of a at the best, some of course die, some some regress and and some get killed or some just die. And but we're not going to say who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By which time they before they kill them mercilessly, mercilessly the uh, the writers make sure that you're kind of fully um, 
you're simple as you're really really uh, you're rooting for somebody then they kill them you know so yeah we will then, warn then you. you get to be with the other characters while they absorb the loss and deal yeah. with the loss and the new yeah. changes and things which are going yeah. on all the time well i mean that, that that's a that's a that's a dirty, a dirty trick that socrates plays in, in 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 that it all starts out sounding really great you know we're gonna have wine and relish you know yeah. and, and uh, it's, it's going to be great. We, we can do this. We're really organised. And then, and then, and then he he he, he kind of like slowly leads them from this the butterfly and butterfly strewn paths of youthful optimism and, <laughs> and ad, ad, aristocratic short sightedness to the the full horror of the fascist state, which yeah. they all think is kind of quite cool, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, it's very reminiscent of the of, of the British Empire, you know, with the public school system, because you know special people are educated in a special way to become like the leaders of this dystopian, authoritarian hell. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that the Walking Dead does as well is that they really play out each idea because they've got again this huge campus to do it on. So when uh, uh, say Negan's sort of fascist setup uh, enters the lives of our the group that we're following. We we're taken all the way through about how it it uh, it falls in the end, and sort of you can clearly quite see why it falls in the end. And yeah, it's quite good at bringing yeah. out contra- contradictions in the various systems. It's yeah. It's like the the rise and fall of empires, like in a in yeah. I don't know, sort of like fifty episodes, something like that. Yeah, know? and and you know, on, a, on the small on the small canvas of post apocalyptic Georgia, you know, yeah. and, and Virginia, you yeah. know, and um, obviously full of metaphors and 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 all the rest of it. Yeah. So yeah, we we kind of for all of its uh, its flaws and its crassness we've got a kind of a little a little if we want to we've got something we can have some fun with there on a sort of philosophical level and we can draw out these resonances with the with Socrates Plato yeah, yeah. and the, the them and us thing as well this is very very much explored oh, yeah. in this series because quite often you've got two groups that were at war and they're trying to kill each other and one group will win and then the survivors of the other side, they'll often eat, like take them in, and they will just be absorbed into into their group or not. Maybe they'll just like like. And sometimes they yeah. just kill them all, but sometimes they become absorbed. Or and very often characters which are massively at odds and have extremely different yeah. ideas about how life should be lived uh, come come together in in you know quite a quite a meaningful way and yeah. you know tra- travel a path together for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's kind of it's it, it's historically accurate in, in that sense because this is how things do play out in the world alliances formed between en- enemies that's what happened to G- Germany after World War 2 you know I mean that process was very, very interesting and, and it, it, it took a long t- it, in one sense it's not complete you know but of course East Germany uh, was in the the Soviet orbit and West Germany was divided between France, Britain and, and and America, but allowed to become an economic superpower, actually, and and in fact, uh, money was thrown at it to, to bring it to bring it back out of the the rubble, to become 
well, the dominant economy in Europe and one of the world's biggest economies. Same happened to Japan. They were on the losing side. They got nuked twice. They're the only country to ever be nuked in war. But the Americans threw money at them, at them, at them. Said you can't militarise again. Denazified or de de desamurized or whatever it was, deshogganized, and um, like they purged anybody really problematic, and then boosted the economy with massive amounts of money, and it become like a global powerhouse. You know, that actually outcompeted America. You know, <laughs> so and they become allies, and this is this is this is how it works over much bigger timescales. You know, yeah. alliances form, alliances fail. I mean, the, the example of the Soviet Union and China, but both the product of communist revolutions, which, as far as I can see, were in the initial phase genuine communist revolutions, whatever you think of what they became, uh, that, that formed alliances, because they were, they were both Marxist-Leninists, some sort, you know, but at some point it broke down, and they even had a war, they had a, like a border war, you know. And, and skirmishes ever since and, and, and became not too friendly and then of course the Soviet Union collapsed but the Chinese, Chinese Communist Party consolidate, consolidated its power in China you know by, by taking a capitalist turn you might say you know, or, a, or a free market neoliberal turn and all these complexities of real history I think are, are kind of at least semi-captured by, by, by the walking dead and it makes the narrative sort of untidy but that, that, that might be a strength, you know, for a piece of pop culture. Similarly, I mean, the, 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 the Republic's untidy meanders all over the place, the theory of forms, you know, and theories of education, you know, and all the stuff about the cave, you know. It, it's um, it, it's a, a vast, a vast ram, rambly work, but that, that, in a sense, shows where that question leads many, many directions and into many labyrinths. How is life to be lived? But how it won't go away either. Because at the root of it is human desire. And whatever we are, we're desiring creatures. You know. But what to do with it? What to do with it? What to do with it individually? What to do with it collectively? What is its, what is its best expression? Because it can't express itself in all directions, all at once. That is the thing about it. It demands some kind of focus or prioritisation, some kind of reflection. That's why we are reflective animals, because we're desiring animals. You know, I would say, and I think the republic—it's about desire, and it's about how desire translates both existentially into the world of the individual, the lived experience of individuals like us, and how it reflects into the possibilities of social organisation so that we may actually survive through operating collectively in one way or another. And many, many ways are possible. Historically, many, many ways have been tried. You know, and The Walking Dead actually brings that out, that out you know. Mm. And it, it does it partly by... Uh, um, for the individual side, it examines character development, getting of wisdom, discouragement, encouragement, sanity, insanity, all of these these modes of being human. And then on the level of political organisation, it rehearses the, 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 the canon of Western political philosophy. You get a bit of Hobbes, you get a bit of fascism, you get a bit of John Locke, you know. 
You get little bits of commu primitive communism, anarchism, democracy. I mean, and the whole thing is informed naturally. It's an American production. The whole thing is informed by the by the the uh, uh, the, the the history of the rise of the of the, the United States Republic. You know, through through the through the um, colonization in the in, in the fifteenth century, colonies of the European states. You know. Uh, you've got Latin America, Spain, Portugal, Fran France, France, and, and 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 the UK duking it out in Quebec, you know, and and Louisiana and all the rest of it, uh, uh, and and of course the fact that there were people already there, Native Americans, <laughs> you know, and then the fact of like uh, of slavery, African slavery, all into the mix of this story, of of of, of then then the. The, the revolt against the king, the revolution in 1776, you know, and then the, the the making of the constitution, the declaration of independence. This the, the, the this colours the whole thing as well, you know, because I suppose some of the writers might say that America did come up with the ideal solution in in a, in in uh, uh, the idea of a republic, no monarch, a democracy, people vote for the government. And a constitution, like a written, a written set of institutions and laws, uh, deemed more or less inviolable, that, that that upholds the whole thing. And there's a lot of that in informing the political debate. It's not a pure PhD on the history of Western political philosophy and so, imagine social forms, you know. You could you could do a PhD on like the state of nature or the fresh start, you know, or or you know, trying to think from scratch about things. So it's all in there. Yeah, and as you said, it's like because we've got like so many strands in different um, taking different ideas from from different places. Because The Walking Dead is. It's actually really well done for what it is, and the characters are so well drawn. Um, they've got so much the good. Good, the actors have got really good material to work with, and good, you know, it's, it's a good script that you that it, it draws you in enough to to truly be there. Which means that you get to fully, uh, imaginatively experience what it's like to really live in these different kinds of societies with that's different right, yeah. different values. And I, that's why I'm pleased that this series is so popular and so many people have seen it because I think that it's um quite quite an incredible learning experience actually if you if you're truly there inside these different societies going through these struggles facing these dilemmas along with the 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 characters and possibly thinking oh god what you know, what's what what's his what's rick going to do about this <laughs> uh, how is he or how is he going to cope with this loss or whatever and maybe you'd be thinking well you know what would it be like if i was yeah. in that situation if i just yeah. lost everything and Everything that's supported me and uh, kept me sane in the past was now all gone, um, and I was in these sort of situations, or I was facing this particular person who was trying to kill me and all my friends. What would I do? Because I'm not a violent person, I don't really want to be doing that. They're kind of constantly having to do things that this is kind of against their. Their sort of base values, really, yeah. and you know how how they struggle with that. 
Um, so that's why I think that it's because also I like that the ultimate message really, spoiler alert, is that living in a society that is peaceful and treats people with equality and respect and love is a really nice society and the best society. That's the conclusion to come to at the end through all the, all the struggles. Yeah. And it, you, you you get to really experience the, ah, oh, God, that's nice. The time when it's like peaceful, you think, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the society I want to live in. And it yeah. just draws that out nicely. But peace is the greatest value, you know. And, yeah. And, but when you've got it, it's very easy not to appreciate it. Yeah, well, and, you and can be e- a bit boring, can't you? E- even, <laughs> even to hanker yeah. for the excitement of, well, of war, yeah. you know, which is a terrible, terrible mistake that's made over and over again. Yeah. And with a lot of, uh, 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 say, films and TV series that are explore the, you know, the apocalyptic theme, um, it... Uh, they, it's quite old-fashioned now, but it used to be sort of a bit kind of glorified and excited, and the, the key man striding through the landscape, and mm. you know, and all all this sort of stuff. And um, uh, it would be it would be exciting, you know, it'd be over in an hour and a half. But you see, with The Walking Dead, because it grinds on and on and on. I mean, the whole series probably takes you through about ten years at least, because some of the characters aren't even born. Uh, at the beginning you know so it it it's like it it never ever says that it never glorifies it it never it never really uh plays the excitement angle no. like or, or makes you kind of long for this apocalyptic the, the, it makes it makes it absolutely clear to you that the end of the world is going to be absolutely fucking shit which is proving to be <laughs> which is proving to be so thank you for joining us on the sofa here today in this slightly damp and windy day in Wales, which I'm very, very pleased for a little bit of rain because it's been so hot here recently. And if you haven't seen The Walking Dead and you can handle some zombie action, then I would recommend it and maybe just watch it through the eyes of Socrates and I think you will find it really interesting. <laughs> okay, over and out, chaps. Have a good apocalypse. And we'll speak to you soon. Mike knowledge great again. Watch out for zombies.